You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Physical Attraction is the show that explains physics, science, and technology. From the existential threats to humanity, to the impacts of technologies on our society, through to the fundamental physics that lies behind it all, we'll take you on a trip through nuclear fusion, neutron stars, artificial intelligence, and quantum mechanics. From interviewing experts to intricately researched narrative episodes, Physical Attraction strives to explain fundamental questions about how the universe works and where the world is going. You can find Physical Attraction at www.physicspodcast.com, on social media as PhysicsPod, and wherever you listen to podcasts. www.physicspodcast.com Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, and joining me today is a very special guest. You may know her from her hit single, One Job. She is the first star artist signed to Issa Rae's record label, Radio, the incredible, the dope, Timar. Hey, Timar. Hi, how we doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm marvelous. I woke up today in great spirits, excited to be here, dropped the track list. So I'm super excited about that. Yes, I saw that on your Instagram. Is is it titled Before I Spill Myself? Yes. That's super creative. And I love how you incorporate, because, you know, you're T-Mar and everything has a teacup and now you're spilling yourself. Now we want to know all the tea. So I love how you kind of Put that into everything that you're involved in. I, I think it's genius. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so let's talk about Timar. Who is Timar? How did she become the artist that she is today? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, I I always had my social media as I'm a little teacup. So okay. it was random, but it, it was fitting. And it wasn't until this boy I was talking to started calling me tea, like the herb, T-E-A. And then mm. I started wanting my more of my friends to call me that. This was before music, before anything. But um, I've always, I've always was like a, you know, entertainer type. My mom always said like her friends would ask to babysit me just because I'm so fun. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, can we babysit her? I'm not having a good day. I know she'll cheer me up. And like, I would just be <laughs> people love to babysit because I was mad fun and funny and made voices and so uh singing in this from there singing in the shower just growing up and always staying around like the entertainment of it like I loved Nickelodeon and Disney always thought I was going to be a Nickelodeon or Disney kid but didn't Um, right (laughs) we didn't make it but it's okay (laughs) Okay. every kid's dream was to be in that Mickey Mouse Playhouse Club I wanted to be like Mm -hmm. Justin and Britney and them but God, God had a different route for me. But I um, dated a few musicians, just always in the room, in the studio, staying around producers, staying around engineers, until finally 
I freestyled uh, something and they and they were like, whoa, we got to we got to record you. And then the rest. (laughs) Yeah. The rest is history. Awesome. Um, And I I totally and what I actually I'm attracted to you as an artist and as a person, just because we kind of have like a similar upbringing. I, too was in the studio all the time. Um, but I ended up doing this instead. So definitely being around music and being influenced by it, it's definitely there. Um, right. so, so tell me about some of your musical influences. I read that you are the baby of Amy Winehouse and a notori- notorious B.I.G. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me about that. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a range thing. Like I feel like... Okay. I- range from Biggie to Amy in the sense of that boom bat like they both like Amy has beats that Biggie would easily hop on and and Biggie had beats that Amy could have hopped on um and I just feel like Amy's vulgarity her her rawness her truth it just it just wrenched all over the sound and Biggie's so raw and so disgusting like like it, he just he just said things that you're like why how can he say that and like <laughs> I was just so obsessed with things like that. Those things provoked me. That's why I say things like waste the seed with and um, wipe it clean. Like it's jizz, wipe it clean. Like there's some, there's something about Biggie that inspired me to just say things however it feels. And the pronunciation, oh, his pronunciation was everything. So I, I take a lot of like um, notes from them mainly, but it will range from like, I love the way Chance, no name, uh, the whole... Um, Smino movement like that that whole intricate like rapidy rap sounds I love mm-hmm. like people like to tell me like I'm a rapper singer or whatever but really I'm singing I just always have a melody to it but I might give I might give you a rapper flow but I'm still right. singing to you. um and then there's like like the people like Janae Aiko and um the uh who else the there's a lot of like Trey songs, I was obsessed with him when he, when he first dropped his project. There's so many inspiration. Ludacris, Ludacris is a yeah. big inspiration. He's so he's so gully too. He has that I'll say whatever. And there's a comedic aspect about Ludacris that I have adapted hella strongly in my art, in my delivery, in my form. Like Ludacris is so funny, even in his visuals, and I love. Mm-hmm. Him find a way to be hilarious in my lyrics, and find a way to be hilarious in my visuals, or or having social media influencers that I think are hilarious in my visuals. Like, so just, I don't know, it ranges a lot. Who else do I love? I love Beyonce for sure. Rihanna, mm-hmm. for sure. you know, like they obviously have what it is that stardom. Yeah. And I, I know you mentioned having um, social media influence. I noticed uh, Jesse Wu in your video and I loaded, uh, noticed Lala Milan and they just bring like an extra judge like comedy to to your visuals yes they're like the cherries on top for each visual they have another one too coming out you go go away for her she's she's a problem too (laughs) um, yeah i love having like who's popping right now throw them in right now before their window ends before their that way when it comes out like you'll remember like remember when lala was like all over the place remember when jesse Wu? like i want i want it to be a time stamp like every time you see them it's like oh this was an error this was an error so okay we definitely that definitely comes across to us. Um, so can you tell me about I, I love your tagline on your Instagram and just how you describe yourself as general. You describe yourself as a musical pharmacist. Yes. 
good. Um, so I where, believe- where did that come from? <laughs> well, I believe just like tea, you know, music is medicinal. Mm-hmm. And um, I just figured that maybe if I, I brand myself as this, you know, teacup and have the, the same way they have all these teas that are good for, you know, your stress relief, your um, feeling good, good sleep. Uh, there's all these certain teas that are good for certain moods. I think music is the same way. And I love, I feel like I've created a bunch of sounds. I could easily go on a pharmacy kit. Like, oh, are you feeling depressed <laughs> today? Here, listen to this. Oh, are you feeling like you're, you, you're fed up? You about to leave this nigga? Okay, listen to this. You feel like you, you need a little bit of confidence boost and you're not really feeling yourself lately? Okay, bump this. Like I have, I have a, what is it, a prescription, a musical prescription Mm -hmm. for every vibe that you're feeling. And if I don't have it, it's in the vault or it's being created or give me the idea and I'll find a way to make make it come to life. But I definitely think I'm a far, I got a pharmacy of these sounds ready to heal. So awesome. Awesome. And I even noticed because I kind of stalked her Instagram. I went all the way to the to the very few first few posts <laughs> so um you say I cannot afford therapy that's why I sing and I think that's so profound is a lot of people don't they go they don't go to therapy they write it out in a diary or they sing it out loud or I guess in my case I would listen to someone's music to get through it so what's that like for you um as far as getting through your emotions or getting through how you're feeling, do you put pen to paper? Do you just go to the studio? How do you work that out? Definitely. Um, when the music is done, like I remember I was living with uh, my manager early, 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 and I was super sad about something. I don't remember what it was, but I was listening to one of my songs called I know nothing just mm-hmm. because I felt I, I was at a place of, I felt defeated. I felt so like, wow, like I want to just not feel stuff for a while. I, I, I feel like I know nothing. I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost. And I was just like cleaning his kitchen, just screaming my lyrics. And he comes in like, T, I, 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 I know you're going through something clearly because he's here. He's hearing the lyrics of the song. He's like, can you <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. like, definitely listening to my own stuff heals me listening to Janae Aiko, she, she has a lot of healing sounds in her in her music. SZA has a lot of healing in her music. Even Summer Walker, Ari Lennox, they have a lot of healing sounds in their music, he, healing lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, I definitely like if I'm going through something, I pen it. And if I can't go to the studio, I'll wait. But in the meantime, I have to go to my own pharmacy and listen to my own stuff to really heal myself. All right. Well, speaking of healing, uh, we are currently in a pandemic. Uh, (laughs) uh, We've been stuck at home. Um, How has your artistry changed? Um, How has this kind of enhanced your creativity being home? I even noticed your video for temperature was kind of reminiscent of all the Zooms we've been doing. Um, How has things changed since you've been home for the last few months? Um, it's been like, okay, what can we do now that we're limited? And almost, it's almost forcing us to be 10 times more creative than we were because we're limited. Like, I feel like I always say this, I was saying like, when you're hungry, like when you're a hungry artist, it doesn't matter what, what tools you have, you're going to make it work. And mm-hmm. then once you, once you start to get a bag, you start to get money, you start, you start to become a little lazy. You start to be like, oh, well, I'll just hire so-and-so to do this, or I'll just hire. So I remember one time 
me and Kareem had we had we had some place to go. We had nobody to do my hair. I sat down and braided my own gray and black braids by myself, the whole head by myself. Oh, wow. My friend helped me and I had to redo hers. And I had I had spent 12 hours in my own hair. Now it's like, oh, here's three hundred dollars. Go go get your hair done. But like mm. there's something about being hungry that keeps you more creative. Like I would have I would have just stayed my hair looking a mess. No, I gotta fight <laughs> for what it is I need. Even like there's like so many things like we don't have a we don't have a camera crew. Okay, let's use our iPhone. <laughs> like right. we're figuring out it. I swear, being quarantined has forced us to be more creative than we've ever um, imagined because we're limited. All right. Well, can you talk me through the video for temperature? How did you guys put that together? Um, it was basically we wanted to show like that we can still do stuff while we're. <laughs> and the concept was really just like all the girls were like in the house like we're all gonna have like a talk we're talking about um my situation but Mm -hmm. in the midst of it we still we're we're going through our moods like they'll be like dancing with me but then you'll see like um the girl in the green there's somebody in the corner getting on her nerves She's like i gotta go and then she leaves to go to handle that and like even in mine where i'm like don't worry baby the babe um my the choreographer craig who starred in the video, he, he came in to like, you know, rub my shoulder, be cute. And then I'm like, go, don't run out. And then I'm like giving him no, I'm giving him no life. So then he leaves. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, don't run away. Hey, like, it's very moody. Like the whole song is just us switching up on our moods, dancing, happy, sad. And then passing the sage is like the calming of it. Passing the ice is the coolness of it. So the hot, okay. I mean, the hotness of it and the so a lot of people were just like interested in about to know about the sage, why was the sage there? Why was the ice there? But it's all about the moods of hot and cold temperatures in our, in our love lives, in our, in our, what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Um, that brings me to some more of your work. So um, I love one job. <laughs> I've been playing it all day. Cause you know, when you get in your mood with, with him, I'm not going to say right. his name. Uh, when you get in the <laughs> we talk about it, but when you get, when you get in the mood, like you had one job, right. one job, the fuck, and like the hand motions and everything. What were you going through when you wrote that? <laughs> I I was actually in a really cool space. I was um, battling some girl. To be honest, Kareem, my manager, was writing um, with this other girl, and he wanted me to help write the song too. But I thought she mm-hmm. wouldn't be there for the session. So like. She's already feeling like she's being replaced or, you know, so she's like super like fighting for the parts that she already laid down and stuff like that. And I'm over here like, let's just start over, guys. Let's just start this whole thing over. And during the midst of that and that energy, I can feel like I feel like my one job is to make sure that we leave here with a banger so we can pitch it to Rihanna. And then in that midst, I feel her energy. And then my my best friend is texting me going through this major fight with her boyfriend. So I'm channeling what she's telling me. And I'm also trying to battle this girl. So I make sure my parts are the ones that we keep and are the, is the song gets executed that way. So it was a lot. I'm like, here, she's like, oh, he's doing this. And I'm like, well, that nigga only had one job. Like, why is he acting like that? And then I'm, and then me and Kareem are bad. Like Kareem's talking about how he wants this. Um, my Kareem's my, my writing partner, my manager, my best friend. And he, he wants to, um, like, he's telling me how he wants the energy of the song to be. He's the first thing he says is like, dry your eyes. The fuck you crying for? And I'm like, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, where's your spine? He's like, yes, yes. And like, you ain't got, like, we were literally that that first, that first four sentences, we 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 both freestyled, spoke that back and forth to each other. I don't remember us mm-hmm. actually writing those parts down, um, 
But yeah, it was very, it was a very energetic feel. I was battling some girl, my girl, my friend is battling her man, and then me and Cream are battling like we gotta get a hit. <laughs> so I had three jobs that day, really. But <laughs> <laughs> well, all that energy, all that anger, all that competition, you could definitely feel it in the song. Like it's definitely it's almost, I don't want to compare it to like Nuck If You Buck, but kind of, because you're just like, Ugh, like you have that. <laughs> compare it to Nuck If You Buck, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when you have like that energy, like you want to punch something, like, oh, you had one job. That's all I'm saying. That's yes. all. <laughs> I, I, I it gets you riled up, basically. Like it gets you riled up. It gets you in that mood. Right. Um, so I definitely felt that. Um, definitely on my playlist. Uh, <laughs> So let's talk about, you know, you mentioned Amy Winehouse, you mentioned Biggie as far as like their vulgarity, um, just kind of like giving no fucks. What is, how did you cultivate this like unapologetic approach to men, to relationships, um, just in general? Like, where'd you get that kind of grit from? Well, I'm very um, brass. Is it is it crass? What's the word? I'm very... Uh... Yeah, that's- yeah, I'm very aggressive and I say I say how it is. I, I used to like, oh, instead of saying like, oh, let's go smoke a blunt. I'd be like, oh, let's suck herb through fire. Like I always found ways <laughs> to say things differently all the time just to like throw people off. Like I'd be like, instead of like, I like your eyes, but like, I like your eyeballs. Like I always, always threw people off with how I said things. And um, I think that that is just naturally how I, I freestyle naturally how I write. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know where I where I could learn that from because <laughs> that's you. <laughs> yeah, they to tone it down. I'm very blunt too. I'm very very blunt. So I feel like music has allowed me to be that even more because I can't I can't sort of be in your face like mm. like I can't I can't be in your face like Nick you only have one job but on the record I feel like I can say whatever I want to you right because, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like a persona that you have. I mean, it's you, obviously, but it's kind of a yeah, persona where it's even amplified. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's me a little amplified. But I'm really All right. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. I get a little bit more rah rah, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you are the first artist signed to Issa Rae's record label. How did that come about? Um, and what's it been like working with her? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, okay. I want to say it came about because my manager and her man or her project manager had a mutual friend and enough, enough sending my music that like she heard one job was like, Whoa. Then she saw the video. Mm-hmm. And was like, Whoa. And after that, it was like, get a meeting, have a dinner. Let's talk, let's meet. And it was like, boom, bam, pow. It took, it took a while. It was probably the longest to um, sign a deal. Cause it was just so much back and forth and making sure the paperwork was right. But mm-hmm. once done it was really done and then she like showed up for the soul train awards which she didn't have to do which was mad cool and she showed up for my first music video and played my therapist which was freaking awesome yes she's been a blessing like I remember just like she's been really cool and like I've only like got to hang out with her like in candid things like you know like a like the the yacht party or Christmas parties or dinners but she's hilarious Mm -hmm. just so she's really fun to be around like you you almost like can't wait to what for what she's gonna say next yeah, absolutely. And I speaking of um in your video with Issa, that opening scene was hilarious. Um between uh saying like they're talking about the culture of niggas and you're like, I'm tired of these popcorn relationships and you said something about like my pussy don't pop something something hilarious. 
<laughs> and her woman mouths it. She's like, popcorn. What? <laughs> and I was like, oh. We had to like really find those moments because they they weren't gonna be there. We had me and my manager went in like, oh, keep that, keep that, and all that stuff. Yeah, because that's how we talk. Like my, we're like we're from the same generation. We're very crass. We're very cruel. That's how we talk to each other. And I'm sure if my mom listened in on half the things I said, she would be appalled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh mom, this is this is just lingo. We're not upset. We're not. No, 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 no. This isn't that. Don't worry. No shame. Yeah, I mean, no shame. I still won't cuss around my parents to this day. I feel like I'm going to get slapped. Um, (laughs) Same. So I will also mention, speaking of parents, um, so I read that you weren't allowed, when you were growing up, you weren't allowed to watch TV Monday through Friday. Oh, my God. (laughs) And and your mom was like, you know, write a book or read a book. Um, Right. I also wrote book reports during the summertime, so I feel your pains. <laughs> oh my god, book reports not from the teacher, but from your parents. Yes. Oh yes. my god, no. Yes. Serious. That is. Serious. <laughs> that is well, my, serious. well, my parents are in education, so I, I'm. They're technically teachers. They just they just weren't mine. Um, <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, but for you. Um, did it kind of like nurture your your creativity? Um, kind of now that you're having to write, your mom's like write a book. You know, you actually perfecting your lyricism, things like that. How do you think that helped in your your upbringing? Just no TV for the week. Yeah, most definitely. It was like that all school year long. And Friday you could only if you finished your homework, and she had to make sure that you didn't like you had homework. But like, <laughs> I, it expanded my imagination because it's like Monday through Friday I can't. I can't watch what? Like, people will, I'll go to school and they're like, oh, you said a new episode of SpongeBob? I was like, I have to wait till the weekend to watch it. Like, yeah, but like, it expanded my imagination. There's so many things that I was like, like, I remember talking about certain stuff and they're like, wait, that happened on SpongeBob. I'm like, really? It did? And they're like, yeah, he did that on the show. I'm like, oh, but me, I'm just being creative myself. I didn't know that that happened on SpongeBob. Like, I was very, very my my imagination was heightened because everything was taken away from me so the same way like you're not like it's a jail cell but you use your like you hear voices after a while you know <laughs> like <laughs> my imagination really took over me I wrote I wrote these stories I wrote books poems I I wrote songs that with no with no melody just like this is gonna be a song one day like mm-hmm. yeah it was super just finding anything to do it makes sense and um, I know you mentioned before that you believe very much in like the power of words and manifestations. And I guess things that you wrote down when you were younger, you're now, are those things, how important is that to you? I think it's the number one. Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I interrupted. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's the number one thing is believing in being careful with the words that you use and believing in the words that you use. I I've recently been trying to be even more mindful of it. Um, but yeah, when I when I met Kareem, I was like, oh, we're going to take it to the top. You and I are going to be best friends forever. He looked at me like I was nuts. But <laughs> but here we are, like five years later, and we're putting out a project like together. Like there's so there's so much uh, that I um that I manifest and I pray, I pray to God and I even if I'm not praying, I'm talking to him, you know, I'm like, oh God, please, please let this happen or whatever it is, I, I really, really think like magic is real. Like God is real. Your words, 
there, there's a there's a vibration attached to them. And if it rumbles and shakes the right way, you can change and shift so much in your life. Shift so mm. much. All right. That is that is profound. I, I agree with you there. You. Um, so, I mean, we talked about your upbringing. How did you get go from Boston to L.A.? Like, walk me through what made you like take the big leap and move across the country. Uh, it was Kareem, my um, songwriter manager now at the time. He wanted me to help him write a song. And it was mm-hmm. always supposed to be like, oh, just come write this song. We'll pitch it to Rihanna and I'll let you know where it goes from there. But it ended up um, being my song, One Job. And yes. then I, he was like, and like I had been begging him to be my manager for for about three years um, prior. So, well, two years at the time prior. So um, he was just like, uh, I, I mean, I guess this is your song now. And then I was like, oh, what else? Like, I, I guess I'm your manager now. And I said, okay, we read that in. And then I moved in. <laughs> that is a beautiful story. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Right. Here I am. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, you're excited about your upcoming project. Or it drops May 29th before I spill myself. Um, do you want to talk about like your your process during this? Uh, I see there's a few songs that we already heard. There's things re- that are upcoming. Mm-hmm. I see there was, you shot two videos for Kind of Love. Is that true? Is that right? There's the, there's the one with Issa, then there's the one with D Smoke. Okay. And I love like the build demand. Like first in the 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 one with Issa, you're just like building him and then the one with D Smoke, he's he's there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you on the video too, which was cool. Like one of the guys on the treadmill is the same exact guy in the box. So it was cool to keep the aesthetic going. Yeah, I see it all coming together. What made you come up with uh the build man and and the robot man? Um, I don't even know. I was, I was, I was being rushed with the concept. They were like, uh, we need an idea for this video ASAP. <laughs> what you got? I'm sitting on the toilet. I'm like, uh, what if, what if there was like a factory, like a conveyor belt and we just had men on it. And then the rest kind of made sense. Like, oh, you mean like a build, like a build a man workshop. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then child, the director, she really came through with, um, conveyor belts. And that's when I was like, wait, <laughs> y'all really got conveyor belts like i i was just like i was just thinking like treadmills that we used as conveyor belts like no no we don't need that we actually we got the budget we have them (laughs) i was like whoa so yeah this i pulled up the most like farthest thing out my ass and they actually made it come true so i was like wow so then when the kind of love part two it was james's idea he was like the director james for the kind of love part two he was like oh we should just continue the story and I'm like, oh my God, smart. Let's do that. And then it just became that. Yeah, I love and how we- it all flowed together. Right. All righty. Um, well, is there anything, you know, we have this upcoming project. Is there anything else we should look out to for for you, for Tmar? what we have going for you? What should we be looking out for? Uh, the soundtrack, Insecure soundtrack. I'm, I'm going to be yes. on that. So, you know, look out for me on there. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> Not too shabby. Coming, you know, got some more videos coming for you guys. Quarantine style, maybe not quarantine. You never know. Um, and then what else? I have some goodies that I want to give out later when people are consuming the project. And um, 
yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. I, I I really appreciate you taking the time to like, you know, get to know me. And you also looked me up and, you know, research stuff like that's so real. I really appreciate that. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, I, I told you once I got on your Instagram, I was like, I love this girl. I want to find out everything about her. <laughs> so I dug deep. I dug deep. And I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I wish you all the best of luck in the future. And I can't wait to see more from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Angelica. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I like how you say my name. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so much, Timar. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week on the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Timar, do you want to share your socials? Yes. Follow me on I'm a Little Teacup. That's I-M-A-L-I-L, the letter T-C-U-P. And then Timar on all streaming platforms. That's T-E-A-M-A triple R because I'm really, really raw. Don't forget that girl. <laughs> Are you spelling my name? <laughs> All right. And don't forget, before I spill myself, drops May 29th. So make sure you get that. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. 